Welcome to this special edition of IS Podcast, ISV shows for schools and the wider community. I'm Shane Green. We're delighted to be joined today by Stephen Ganeel, the Chief Executive Officer of the Victorian Curriculum and Assessment Authority. For those who don't know, it's the body set up by the Victorian Government to look after everything about curriculum and assessment. We're here to talk to Stephen about two of those areas in the news at the moment, the VCE and NAPLAN. Now, 2020 was described as the year like no other for our VCE students, having to deal with remote learning because of lockdowns, changes to exams, schedules and results timings, as well as missing out on the rites of passage that are all part of Year 12. We were optimistic that 2021 would be brighter, but as we've seen with the spread of the Delta variant, lockdowns and remote learning are back. So in the midst of lockdown number six, there's been plenty of uncertainty about what the rest of the VCE year will look like. Stephen, thanks for joining us and welcome to IS Podcast. Thanks, Shane. It's great to be here. As you well know, there's understandable anxiety about the future of the VCE this year among students, parents and educators. These are very challenging times. Yeah, look, they are and they're challenging for everyone. And, you know, a shout out to the teachers and obviously the school leaders that are joining the podcast, but also for students and parents and their families. And we can really understand this anxiety, but also we want to reassure people that the VCAA will continue to do all it can to make sure our students get through this year and get their results and ATARs before the end of the year, just like we did last year in in challenging times. Well, let's get to some of the key points about the VCE this year, Stephen. First, let's talk about the General Achievement Test, the GATT. Now we have a rescheduled date and there will be extra precautions to keep everyone safe. Yeah, that's right. The GATT will now take place on the 5th of October. That's the first Tuesday back for most schools of Term 4. And it will be held on that date. And that's really great advice for everyone to have some level of certainty there with the appropriate health controls in place. And that was the same as for last year. We had to have guidelines for schools in administering the GAT in addition to what we usually provide. And we'll be doing that again this year. We're also seeing Year 12 students coming back onto campus for some essential assessments and practical classes. How has this been managed to ensure it's COVID safe? Yeah, look, the Acting Victorian Chief Health Officer approved the conduct of that restricted list of permitted essential assessments starting Monday this week, which is a really great news for some of those students, particularly those that have their performance exams starting on the 4th of October, the first day back of Term 4. But it is restricted strictly to those participating in those essential assessments or preparation for their exams just for those studies where they can't be conducted remotely. Now, the CED, or the Consideration of Educational Disadvantage, was a very important process in assessing VC students last year. How will it support VC students in 2021? It was a really important part of our processes in 2020. And and this year, look, like everyone, I think we were hoping for a more normal year. Uh, That hasn't panned out as we had imagined and, and I think hoped as a community. But again, this year we'll be uh, implementing the Consideration of Educational Disadvantage, the CED. It's a process that accounts for the disruption to student learning caused by the pandemic, and it makes sure that final results are fair and valid for all students. Importantly, it applies to every student completing uh, scored one or more VCE VET Unit 3-4 sequences in 2021, and that includes Year 11 and 10 students that might be undertaking those subjects as well, or those studies. It considers how students have been affected by circumstances that include school closures, direct impact 
on the health of a student, students dealing with substantial extra family responsibilities, ongoing issues with remote learning and mental health challenges. And the aim of all of this is to restore students' results to where they would have been without these disruptions that have occurred throughout this year. And students' final scores on examinations, which was a guarantee that students wanted from me last year, and I give that guarantee again, is that their final score on their examinations will be equal to or higher than their achieved scores. Now, the number of days in lockdown has been different for regional versus metropolitan schools. Will there be an automatic accounting for this, Stephen? So the CED process involves collecting information from students and schools and validating the evidence and moderating those scores. And it's really important that people are clear that this is about the impact on performance for each of the individual students in each of their subject areas. So an automatic adjustment is not appropriate. Uh, we have some students that have been much harder hit by the same lockdowns that might have occurred or school closures. So it is very important that this is completed at the individual student level. And so we do have those student statements for students to be able to provide to their school to alert their teachers of that disadvantage that they've experienced. And then we do ask schools to provide the normal information, so their scores for their school-based assessment, as well as their indicative grades that they give us every year, but also to provide expected scores, what they see would be the student's individual expected level of achievement had it not been for the impact associated with the pandemic, and also an expected grade in the same way. So what would they have achieved had they not been impacted? So as part of this process, schools will again provide students with that opportunity to alert their teachers to any significant disadvantage and provide that through those student statements. And that goes together with what schools already know about these students. So the specific question around the metro versus regional impacts is the CED is set up to account for that. It did that last year where we had some individual schools that were, were much harder hit than others. So the the unique circumstances of schools is taken into account, but what we ask teachers to do is tell us what the impact was on the performance of individual students in graded assessments that might have been impacted by any of those circumstances. Stephen, we know that parents are keen for VC students to return to face-to-face -face learning. Now, at the time of this interview, can you explain what you're working towards? Yeah, I can. Look, we work alongside the Department of Education and the Department of Health based on this advice from the Victorian Chief Health Officer about the return of, of students to face-to-face -face learning. And we did that with really carving out that exception for students in the performing arts from the start of this week. And we'll continue to do that, uh, obviously based on the case numbers and the epidemiology of the time to get more of these kids back. I think all of us want students back as soon as we can and we'll work towards that with those, with those partners. Now, on the question of vaccines, the Victorian government wants VC students to get vaccinated before written exams begin on the 4th of October. What's been done to make that happen? Yeah, so actually, as you know, Shane, we do have announcements about a priority for those students and that there will be a vaccination booking blitz dedicated for final year school students, their teachers and for VC exam supervisors and assessors. And that blitz will begin on the 7th of September and continue until the 17th. And during the Blitz, final year students, their teachers and VCE exam supervisors and assessors will have access to booking hotline, priority time slots 
to attend their vaccination appointments at a, a vaccination centre. So this is really you know, great news for our final year students and their teachers. Uh, and we'd encourage uh, everyone to get on, uh, on board with that, to take access through that blitz to get uh, vaccinated as soon as they can. And we have our performance and oral exams starting on the 4th of October, the GAT on the 5th. Then, of course, we have our, our written examinations that start on the 27th of October and run through until the 17th. Stephen, do you have any general advice for VC students and their parents? Yeah, to do their best, um, to, to, keep, to keep going. I mean, they've shown incredible resilience and great ingenuity, innovation about both students and teachers of how to keep going in these really challenging times. You know, the other message is to have some downtime, you know, eat well, get out, get some exercise uh, where you can, look after your health and well-being as well as your study. And we want, you know, really to send that message that we're doing everything we can and we'll, we'll do everything we can to make sure we're supporting these students the entire way. That's our VCE and our VCAL students. And really, you know, making sure that their focus is on completing their schoolwork and preparing for their exams and doing the best that they can. Now let's turn to the NAPLAN results. This was a really good news story for Victorian students. What were the highlights? Yeah, great news. And again, look, really a shout out to the students, the teachers and, and also families, probably more so than ever, around maintaining the, the really fantastic results that our students in Victoria always achieve. But this year, probably like a year of no other and, you know, really pleasing results. We've We've seen that our year nine students topped the nation in spelling. Our year three students were you know, top of the class in reading, numeracy and grammar and punctuation. And year five were leading the nation in reading, numeracy, writing and grammar and punctuation as well. So we've got those year seven students who improved in reading, writing and spelling compared to 2019, the last assessments, and achieved the highest scores of any jurisdictions for the skills of reading and numeracy. So as a package, a really fantastic result for Victoria. Of course, there was no NAPLAN last year because of COVID, and there's been lots of long periods of remote learning. Were people expecting to see a negative impact because of that? Yeah, look, we did see some of that in the in the media around some of the predictions that people have made. Really importantly, ACARA itself have said that there's there isn't any evidence of a, a negative impact across the country, and that includes Victoria. We haven't seen that, so. You know, this year's NAPLAN assessment data was really important and we have to you know, continue to examine the impact of the pandemic, including that effectiveness of teaching and learning and the strategies and supports, supports that we put in place. But it's, it's, a, great, it's a great news story and um, people should be really proud of those results. Stephen, there's also been a decision this year to recognise excellence and achievement for our Year 9s. Yeah, that's right. The Minister announced a couple of years ago now that we would have Year 9 Achievement Awards for, for NAPLAN. And for the first time this year, the learning growth of Victorian students in New Year 9 and their success will be recognised with those new Certificates of Achievement. And the Certificates have been awarded to almost 19,000 Year 9 students across Victoria. And that's in both those students who have achieved excellence in the top band of either reading or numeracy as well as those students that have improved in terms of growth by two bands or more in literacy and numeracy. So some really great results there as well. And we, we do want to see that the introduction of these certificates really reinforces the, 
importance of student learning gain as well as uh, the level of uh, learning achieved. So the cancellation of last year's NAP plan due to the coronavirus pandemic delayed the introduction of the certificates, but it's really great to have those out there in 2021. Stephen, thanks so much for those insights. I know you share the latest updates with schools, as does ISV. And in addition, of course, people can visit the VCA website. Yeah, that's correct. And look, this is a real partnership and we really appreciate ISV's support around getting some of these messages out and making sure we're hearing back from our teachers and principals around further things that we can do to support. And that latest advice can be found on the COVID-19 pages of the VCAA website and particularly the pages for schools and educators. And we regularly update that. So I'd encourage people to keep tuning in to that part of our communication as well. Stephen, thanks for joining us on IS Podcast. Great. Thanks, Shane.